You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hello guys, Chantel here, and I'm your host, um, the Hello Francis podcast. I am wanting to take a little bit of a different direction today and revisit some thoughts and ideas that we introduced at the beginning of launching the podcast back in August of last year. Um, And one of those things is just like work culture and startup culture in particular. You know, we are going into our fourth year of business here at Francis Roy, and we've learned a lot of things. And I believe that it's important that we are reflective on what we have learned how we're doing things a little bit different than maybe we did in the beginning and some of the lessons that I have learned as a business owner and our team has learned collectively. And one of those things I really want to get into is startup culture or just work culture in general. You know, Francis Roy began as a, you know, a creative marketing agency. We are still that. Our The bones and structure of our business is definitely creative and we, all of our services are really kind of developed around this core idea of creativity and using marketing as a, a tool and creating touch points for our clients. So that has not ch- has not changed and, and we still do that. It's what we're known for doing and, and we love doing it. Our work structure has changed just a little bit and some of our core services have expanded to include what we consider to be a little bit more on the solutionist based so business consulting and you know we've been diving into some culture some strategy for nonprofits and things of that nature and you know just kind of listening and being open trying to figure out what our clients need how we can you know provide solutions for them that support our marketing efforts but then also maybe create a need for new touch points and so just trying to be open and not just open but I think diverse in the way that we think in terms of you know what is really next and so when I launched Francis Roy I mean and we're still launching I think anything within businesses within five years are probably in startup mode or launch mode and I don't know that we're going to be ready at you know at the five-year mark to you know shed that I would like to think that we're always going to be a little hungry and not lose our agility. There are some really great things that come with, you know, just being in a startup frame of mind. So I think most individuals, when you think of startup culture, really go towards maybe this Silicon Valley idea of tech agencies, software companies, even creative environments where it's really cool to work there. There are just all of these Parks and Bennies, obviously, of working there. And when Greg and I launched Francis Roy, we really wanted to adopt some things, some of the components of our business and, and make them appealing to the most creative, the most talented people in their field. I don't know that we're 100% exceeding that goal. I think that we are meeting it to a certain extent. We definitely have some benefits and perks of working here that I think are appealing. One of the things that comes to mind is, you know, we have a pet policy. I know that you guys have heard us talk about that before, but we, we try to think of our employees in a a holistic manner manner and you know what do they really need for life not just um what is checking boxes and so in terms of a startup culture it's really like if you 
Google startup culture. The very first definition from whatis.com is, you know, a workplace environment that values creative problem solving, open communication, and a flat hierarchy. And a corporate culture is uh, where the core values are typically formed by the identity of the company, including its mission statement products and the customer service. And so I think Francis Roy has really become a hybrid of that. We are not 100% within a startup, you know, within the realms of a startup culture, and we're not with kind of within the bounds 100% anyways of being in a corporate culture. And so we kind of mix those things together. We certainly have core values that I first developed when we started this business. Those values have not changed, but we don't have a mission statement, for example, and our products and our customer service kind of evolves and changes as needed. And so we have a bit of a corporate structure in terms of our culture. And then other, you know, we certainly value creative problem solving. We're open to communication. I think the one thing that is the most interesting to me is this concept of a flat hierarchy. And I think it works and I think it doesn't work. And honestly, I think it really depends on your business type and your organizational structure that is needed at your particular organization. You know, they have flat hierarchies are really starting to be on the rise. Companies like Zappos, for example, they have flat organization and there are all these things, no concepts of flat hierarchy that are no bosses, no managers, you know, whatever. I think there is a lot of gray area there. We certainly have supervision here. And because our business is surface oriented, at the end of the day, the buck, if something goes wrong, I will say the buck has to stop somewhere. And usually it it stops with me or because that's just the structure of our organization. And we don't have you know, a hundred employees, 50 employees or whatever. So we can be a little bit more flexible in terms of our leadership. There are times where we mentor up and down and we lead up and down. And I think that that for us having that type of agility means that we can always kind of position an individual in a primary role when that role is best suited to their skill set. You know, thinking in that kind of, you know, direction, we do celebrate flat organization to a certain extent. However, there are plenty of examples of when our organization will never be flat. And so we do have a hierarchy. There are situations where I, especially, and I can think of this from a protection perspective, where, you know, if there were a crisis or, you know, something that would be more probably attuned to not just my skill set, but the decisions that I make for Francis Roy on an everyday basis that as a business owner, a lot of individuals just don't even know are happening that work within our organization. So yes and no to flat hierarchy for us anyways. But I think if I were to go back to the very beginning, the goal would have been to have a flat hierarchy. Is that what has been 100% like doable for us? No. So being flexible, being willing to learn and asking questions, reaching out for mentorship at every single level, both internally and externally of our organization, listening to our customers and our clients, both perspective, ones that we've kept and ones that we've lost because that is just a reality. We're not always a good fit for every client. They're not always a good fit for us. And I think being willing to say no when it is easier, so much easier to say yes has been uh, something that I know I have learned through, you know, and just kind of leaned into because that is the nature of our business. And there have been individuals that have worked for Francis Roy that have been a really great fit and individuals where we've not been a very great fit for them. So there is just tons of learning. And I think what I've learned the most is that a willingness to accept 
that the gray areas of our organization and our culture still provide us with validation as a business that we do not have to fit into any certain uh, shape square or box if you will that we can be constantly learning and ensuring that we are evolving as a business and we're reaching out for new ideas. I mean, over the past four years, we have definitely had instances in our organization where I felt like our ideas have stalled a little. And I like, at that time, I really, truly like to push our team to, you know, think of something new. It's such a challenge for us to be creative 100% of the time. Well, number one, because we don't have that opportunity to be creative 100% of our day. And even though we are working on projects that require creativity, they're not always the most inspiring. And so having a culture that just embraces creativity as a problem-solving tool has really been, I think, a strength that we've worked on a lot as a team. And I'd love to see our team continue to cohesively develop over the the course of the next year. So, you know, not boxing in this idea of creativity. So if we're not designing an ad or we're not creating a video or we're not writing article, we are still utilizing all of our creative brain power to solve other types of problems that are not necessarily viewed as creative. And that is important to me and I know it's important to our team. And it certainly pushes us close to this idea of startup culture as a you know our work environment being more of a startup culture when we are utilizing creativity in all facets of our problem solving there is a kind of like sexy version of what startup culture looks like and it does not look like that here everybody has their own offices right now you know we've kind of played around with the idea of having just kind of like this work open concept and now you're reading all these articles where that does not work I just don't think anyone really knows what the hell they're doing but the reality is I I don't think anyone knows what the hell they're doing honestly I think that small startups medium-sized startups and large startups we are all working through the same pain points we are obviously different scales but we are having to maybe go to the same resources for information there is a I think a little bit of a challenge to be had in terms of jumping on every bandwagon that comes along that is deemed as trending or you know this is the sexy idea of the moment it's so easy to be oh yeah we're gonna try that and we're gonna do that I still think that for us anyways we have to go back to our core values you know is that appropriate for us we are on just kind of the edge of the cliff if you will with two different one is a product and then another is a service that we're launching for Francis Roy this year the podcast last year was a big launch for us and we really thought together as a team is this podcast is it content that is relevant does it allow us to live our core values in a really strong way and are we going to develop and produce content that anybody is really going to give a shit about or is going to listen to and it has turned out to be I think one of my favorite platforms for communicating with all of our audiences, I would much rather, I know that this is probably an unpopular thing to say, but I would much rather record a podcast than write a case study, and and I love to write, but I feel like as our society is evolving, the way that we are consuming information is changing as well, and just being open to that, and being honest through that process, and being willing to say, okay, we're going to embrace this new idea as long as it lines up with the core structure of our business, and so far, so good, and having that 
sort of agility and ability, honestly, does, you know, sort of put us more in the box of a startup culture. And just in terms of communication in general, decisions are able to be made very quickly when we are acting more like a startup and our culture is more in line with the startup. So if clients have a question or internal employees have a question or part of our team and we want to get a decision made, we can get that decision made very quickly. Whereas agencies, you know, two, three, four times our size that have adopted more of an internal corporate culture and maybe a perceived startup culture can be a little bit different. It's not just about like what's our culture in general, but how we convey that culture and then also how we practice it. And sometimes that can be different. And and for us, it's a case by case basis. And it really is not as typical. It's more atypical compared to organizations that are similar to us, but maybe larger. You know, I think that there are some really cool information out there. You know, this is something that people have been talking about for a long time. I was doing some research on this podcast and I love Wired. I mean, I love Wired, wired wired.com, you know, read their blog kind of religiously. And there is an article there. I don't know, you're going to have to Google it to find it. We could probably put the link. We most definitely can put the link in our description, but how do you define startup culture? And I think it's so interesting because the date on this is like September 2013, which for all intents and purposes, we would consider to be archaic at this point. But some of these things have really kind of stood the test of time and and I love them. So know what you value and maybe not necessarily from a, you know, you need to have a mission statement, but certainly have values that guide your organization. So don't create another cookie cutter culture or, you know, rules on how to be sustainable. So again, it's this idea that if you have some agility and you are willing to kind of mix and match what is truly best for your business, that is going to go a long way. I thought that was really interesting. And then there is this whole section on how founders define startup culture. I love this quote. We know Nerf guns and beer o'clock Fridays don't define culture in case you still don't have a clear picture of how values, communication, and people shape a culture. And then they go into, you know, all of these founders that have, you know, are providing information. They unpack everything from communication to listening to company values. The CEO of Zappos and Moz, they kind of go into their core value system. I love Zappos core value and I love their like happiness culture. It's something that I think is worth looking into. They create a book every year. I saw Tony speak in one year, I think it was like 10 years ago in Las Vegas. And he was just a really interesting guy and didn't necessarily talk about Zappos at all but did talk about their company culture and, you know, why it is so important for them on day one of orientation to really get people to understand why their culture is different and what is specific to them. So needless to say, startup culture, there is no right or wrong, it doesn't seem like. It definitely seems to me anyways, and from just observing how we have organized and developed our culture over the past four years, that it is something that is always in flux if you're willing to allow it to be in flux but then there are also elements of our culture that we don't compromise on and you know other elements that really protect the reputation of our business they allow us to protect one another and for me those those things are just points that are I'm not going to compromise on and I think my team would agree with that as well so I'm really interested I know that we've recently had some new business owners on our podcast but I'm interested in knowing if you've had a business maybe for three years at least or longer how 
how has your culture evolved? What are some of the things that you swore you would do in the beginning that now, you know, are just completely and totally different? And, you know, how are you looking to the future? I know I'm looking to the future of Francis Roy and I'm constantly, it's one of the first things that I think about every single day is what the next five years will look like for us. I spend a lot of my time on the future vision and development of our business and not as much time anymore on some of the things that I used to work on in the very beginning. There are elements to my business that I've not stepped away from, which I think makes sense. Financial visionary elements, some of the core ways that we communicate and our strategy for developing new products and services. You know, I'm also the key business development person for our organization. It's kind of the one thing that I really get in the weeds on. But every vision requires implementation. And at some point, all of those elements become a part of discussions that we have internally as a team. And then talking about collectively how we are going to tackle each of those items. And some ideas make the cut and some don't. But as a founder, as a business owner, I spend a great deal of my time thinking about the next five years. It is not necessarily a day-by-day thing. And so much has changed since April 2016. We launched July the 1st, 2016. But I began with Francis Roy in April of 2016 and just kind of have been waking up to it first thing in the morning ever since. And probably for all of the founders who are listening or the individuals that are wanting to start something well, 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 before your idea becomes more than an idea, you're living with it and you're thinking about it on a day-by-day basis. And our culture and what it could be and its potential has been on my mind for a very, very long time. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on this topic and, you know, if anyone out there that is listening, any of our listeners have any experience with this type of thing, we'd love to hear your opinion and maybe even have you as a guest on the Hello Francis podcast. But I hope you will like, comment, share, let us know your thoughts and your feedback. Send me an email at hello at francisroy.com with any ideas that you have. And until next time, thank you for listening.